From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declined today. S&P 500 index down 12 to 2178, a drop of six-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 35, a drop of seven-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 84 points, a drop there of five-tenths of one percent. The Dow now at 18,552. The 10 year down 530 seconds, the yield 1.57%. Gold up 450 the ounce to 1347, a gain of three tenths of 1%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate up 2% today, up 90 cents, 46.64 a barrel for West Texas Intermediate crude. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. He hails from Bountiful, Utah. David Harden is the president and the chief investment officer of Summit Global Investments, helping to manage more than $520 million of customer assets. And he's here to tell us about investing without volatility. David Harden, thank you very much for being with us. Good afternoon, Tim. Glad to be with you today. Tell us your strategy about investing with the context of volatility, low volatility and managed risk. Absolutely. Glad to. One of the things that we specialize here is downside protection. And so in a market that's volatile or that has future volatility, providing downside protection I think is very, very important. And so what we look to do with our strategy is look how stocks fit together from a risk perspective, what stocks look to outperform from a return perspective, followed with constraints so other risks don't come into the portfolio. And lastly, probably one of the best things that we're going to do is we do a fundamental risk overlay on every stock that we buy. In other words, we want to make sure there's no downside catalyst when we purchase that stock for investors. Okay, so here we are in a situation where we've seen these new highs in the major market indexes, and we are watching the Fed over one shoulder and earnings over another, or maybe we're there, not behind us, we're looking ahead of us. One of your view, in a nutshell, of the market, so you can tell us how you're applying this strategy according to what you what you think is driving the market and where you think it's heading. Absolutely. Thanks, Kathleen. So from a, from a standpoint of overall market, I would say I'm pretty neutral to maybe a little bit negative. I was positive on the Fed, even though today is what kind of caused the Fed to, uh, caused the markets to go down, I think was comments from, uh, President Dudley and also from San Francisco President John Williams last night. And those comments today, I think, seem to say that the Fed's trying to tell us something. And that's that I think the rate hike is coming. I don't think they like a lot of uncertainty coming out of the Fed. They want more stability for the markets. But reality, I think I'm above 50% that we may see a rate hike here in 2016, primarily 
because we're up over 20% for the last six months. So with inflation still in check, typically I'd say a Fed's probably positive overall for the market, but right now a little bit of uncertainty, and there's a lot of speaking opportunities for the Fed coming up in the next week. So I think the Fed's going to take over here and drive some of the market, but once that settles down, I see overall the Fed positive. I think the thing that's causing me to be more neutral to negative is you look at the earnings of the PEs of the S&P 500, for example, we're at the high end of the range. And I think from a stock perspective, we're very vulnerable to economic disappointments. And so with the PE at the high end of the range, you look at the risk, on the other hand, I think we're underpriced with risk. So look at the VIX down in the 12, 11 range. I think we're underpricing the risk that's ahead, be it that, you know, for Congress and the, and the rhetoric coming out of Washington, be it for, like I said, uh, disappointing uh, economic outputs and what have you. I think for me, I see cloudy skies ahead. I see a little bit more uncertainty. I'm not sure we can continue on such a great path. Could we? Yes, but the fundamentals really don't support that for the U.S., and so we need to protect against that. That's really what we're trying to do with our strategy. David, how does that affect how you run the Summit Global Investments U.S. Low Volatility Equity Fund? This is the mutual fund, the symbol S-I-L-V-X. It has got a performance of nearly 10% year-to-date. Compare that with the S&P 500 of a 6.5% gain. What we're trying to do here is we're very concerned about valuation. It's only one factor, and we don't want just one factor to drive how you invest, but we're very cautious. And so in this market where valuation is really what's going to, one of the things that's going to drive us going forward, we want to look very carefully. So when we do a fundamental risk overlay on companies, we're not looking for just, for example, their filings with the SEC for their transparency with their management for their you know, CEO turnover and all the things that go into downside risk, but we're also looking at valuation. And it's one of our factors in our alpha as well, trying to look for outperformance. So when you look at not just valuation, but couple that with growth, couple that with quality, and couple that with a number of other factors, we feel like putting those together is what's really helping us move forward and outperform so far. What happens if volatility goes through the roof? What happens to your fund? Well, to be honest with you, thinking, looking back at past history, we've been able to do very well when volatility spikes. So if you look at the past times when VIX really went through, for example, the Brexit earlier uh, this year in June, we did very, very well. You look back at the first of the year when the market really took a tumble in January and was off, I think, from peak to trough over 11.5%. We only went down about 50% of that down market. And that's typically our average. If you look historically, we're down about 50% of a market decline, but we're still capturing sometimes 80%, 90% of an upside. In March, the market was up 67 and we were up over 6%. So when you have those higher lows, it definitely helps when the market comes back. You have more money there to make money for your clients. David, you also have the Summit Global Investments Small Cap Low Volatility Fund. Tell us about that. So the small cap fund, what I usually tell people and clients is a lot of times they really like the characteristics of the large cap fund with the S&P 500. The small cap fund, you take everything you like about it and you just turn it into a love. The small cap fund does everything, but it's more pronounced. There's a little bit more volatility there, so we're able to take advantage of that volatility a little bit more. The spreads became to be a little bit wider, and we... We've, we've done very well there. We took about three years to research this before we started it about three years ago, and it's just been a tremendous asset for our clients. 
just really quickly before I let you go, David, please uh, tell us again the ticker symbol uh, and uh, how the performance is done, not just over the past year, but since you started it. You bet. So for the large cap, it's uh, S-I-L-V-X, Summit, like investments, low vol, X-ray. And then for the small cap, it's small cap, S-C-L-V-X. Okay. David Harden, fascinating. Thank you so very much for joining us. He's the President and Chief Investment Officer at Summit Global Investments, joining us from Salt Lake City. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. We thank you so much for joining us today. Keep it right here. This is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by Land Rover Manhattan, where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at LandRoverManhattan.com. Land Rover Manhattan is at your service. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.